Welcome to What's a Crime. I'm Linda, and today we're going to be talking about Lori Vallow Daybell's third husband, Joseph Ryan. As you probably have heard, authorities are now looking into his death after a recent recording was released by Joseph's sister, Annie Cushing. And also recently, Joseph's lawyer was interviewed by Justin Lum of Fox News. We're going to chat about that in a minute. But before I get into it, if you'd like to be part of the It's a Crime community, please click that subscribe button, hit that notification bell to all. Please share this video where you can and give it a like. Now, let's get into it. Joseph Ryan, Lori's third husband, died on April 3rd, 2018 at the age of 59. Lori married Joseph in Hawaii in 2001 and they divorced in 2005. There was a horrible custody battle for years over Tylee Ryan, Joseph's biological daughter. Now, in a recording six months after Joseph's death in October 2018, Lori stated that she had wanted to murder Joseph. She said, he told everybody that I was this lying, crazy Mormon and got up in court and said all these horrible things about me and turned it around to where the judges believed him instead of me. I went through a lot of years of this kind of hard stuff and I was going to murder him. I was going to kill him, like the scripture says, like Nephi killed, just to stop the pain and to stop him coming after me and to stop him coming after my children. And I did cover this in my last video. She says, if he comes against me once, if he comes against me twice, if he comes against me three times, I can kill him. It says so right in the scriptures. And Lori has a twist on the LDS religion. We know that. I've mentioned that in numerous videos. Now, Joseph's lawyer in a, the recent interview with Justin Lum states, as I got to know Lori secondhand, I could tell she exhibited some strange behavior. What's interesting is in this recording, and I said this in my last video as well, and interestingly, so did Annie Cushing, Joseph's sister, is Lori never mentioned at all in this recording that Joe had died. And recently, it was only six months prior to that recording, not one mention. And this is very important. She didn't say after all this, you know, Joe ended up dying from a heart attack just six months ago or recently passed away, not one word. And this is very important in my opinion. And I just want to insert a pattern with Lori when it comes to people dying and her propensity to withhold information. With Joseph, Lori never told Annie that her brother died after weeks of knowing about it. And in my opinion, there's a reason why. From what I understand, Annie feels the same way, that things are very, very peculiar and suspicious over the death of her brother. Lori also told Annie that the world is a better place without Joseph Ryan in it, after she did find out about his passing. Now with Charles Vallow, her fourth husband, Lori sent a text telling his boys that he passed away, but then she withholds information from them about what happened to him and waited to respond to them. And again, there's a reason why. And she tells different stories about how Charles died to different people. Colby didn't even know initially how Charles died. He thought it was a heart attack and she didn't even tell JJ that his father had died. Now with Tylee and JJ, well, we know she withheld a lot of information and didn't tell anybody that the kids were dead, of course. And Lori likes to keep deep, dark secrets and has a pattern of doing so. 
Annie has been questioning Joe's death for a long time, and all of us are suspicious as well. Put a heck yeah in the comments below if you agree. And now we're gonna get into the info of the day he was found. In the police report, it states that Joseph's neighbor smelled a strong odor coming from the apartment and could see flies inside. Joseph's door had a secondary lock, so a maintenance worker used a ladder to open a window by the balcony. And police say that Joseph had been dead for a couple days when they found him and he was in the advanced stages of decomposition. They said there were no signs of forced entry. Here's what the report says. Police arrived on scene and contacted Roy, the neighbor. They then contacted the maintenance person for the complex, Rory James. Rory could not open the front door because a secondary lock was engaged from the inside. Rory then used a ladder to access the balcony and entered in through an open window after removing the screen, which was still in place. Joseph was found on his bed in his bedroom in advanced stages of decomposition. He was pronounced deceased by police. No next of kin have been contacted at this time. At the conclusion of the briefing, I assumed the responsibilities of the case agent and scene investigator, crime scene specialist Finley, and then the number, took digital photographs of the scene, victim, and items of interest. No evidence was collected from the scene. Investigator Love of the medical examiner's office responded to the scene. The medical examiner investigator conducted their initial investigation and had the victim transported to 701 West Jefferson Street, the Forensic Science Center for further investigation. After the scene investigation was completed, I shut the front door and Rory came back and locked the door. I secured from the scene at 23.15 hours. This case will be pended awaiting the results from the medical examiner's office as to the cause and manner of death. So police are now taking a look at his death, as I mentioned, and a Sergeant Fortune was recently interviewed and said this, to this moment, there isn't any additional information that will lead investigators to believe there was foul play. So I'm gonna take a look at the original information and there's a few things that stand out to me and especially knowing what we know now with Lorian Chad and the other victims. In the report, it describes the window in the bedroom and it says the master bedroom was located in the northeast portion of the apartment. West of the doorway in the southwest corner of the room was an opened window. The screen was propped against the outside balcony wall. Inside the room, north of the window was a black thin fan positioned on the floor. North of the fan were sets of folded sheets. North of the sheets were pillows on the floor and against the west wall of the room, east of these pillows was a large bed. Now, when I first read through this, I thought, wait a minute, there was a screen propped up against the wall, but remember there was also a maintenance worker who got in and this was the report by the authorities when they arrived. So my natural question is, was this from the maintenance worker or was this before the maintenance worker got there in regards to the screen? But I also wanna note, now that they're looking back, that window was open, according to the report, and available to get in, as we know the maintenance worker got in. So my immediate question is, I wonder where Alex was in those few days before that. Now, I'm going to review a report from the medical examiner, and there's a discrepancy on how the apartment uh, was entered. But first, Joseph Ryan's cause of death was a result of arteriosclerotic cardiovascular disease. Here's what it says in the summary. Based on the postmortem examination findings and investigative history as available to me, it is my opinion that Joseph Anthony Ryan Jr. 
a 59-year-old Caucasian male died as a result of arteriosclerotic cardiovascular disease. According to reports, this man had no recent complaints when last seen by a neighbor approximately one week ago. The neighbor had not seen him recently and called for a welfare check. Police arrived at the residence to find the apartment secure and entered with a spare key that they obtained from apartment management. The man was discovered in a state of decomposition, deceased on his bed. There was no evidence of trauma or suspicions for foul play. There was no evidence of abuse of alcohol, tobacco, illicit substances, or prescription medications. Medications found in the residence included escitalopram, amoxicillin, disulfiram, hopefully I said that right, cyclobenzaprine, hydrochlorothiazide, lisinopril, and atorvastatin. Subsequently received medical records confirmed a history of hyperlipidemia, hypertension, depression, and back pain following a remote fall from a ladder. Then it goes on to say, given the post-mortem examination findings and the reported circumstances of death, the manner of death is most appropriately designated natural. So you see what I mean about this discrepancy about how the person got in? In the medical exam report, it talks about getting in and getting entry with a key. And so I'm just wondering where they got that information from. Is it a mistake or what happened there? Because it's definitely not matching up with the, uh, with the police report. So the list of medications here that they talk about is escitalopram, which is an antidepressant, desilifram, which is a drug used to support the treatment of chronic alcoholism by producing an acute sensitivity to ethanol, cyclobenzapine, which is a muscle relaxant, hydrochlorothiazide, which is a water pill, lisinopril for high blood pressure, and the and atorvastatin, which is Lipitor, to prevent cardiovascular disease in those at high risk and treat abnormal lipid levels. And in the recent interview with Joseph Sloyer, he did mention that Joe seemed depressed and that he had issues with alcohol, so this backs up with the pills that Joseph took. Now, more than a week after finding Joseph, the police notified the next of kin, which was Lori. Lori stated that she had not heard from her ex-husband in two years, which would bring it back to 2016. The report says, on April 13th, 2018, at approximately 1300 hours, I spoke with Lori Vallow, the ex-wife of Joseph Ryan. Lori told me she had not heard from Joseph in about two years. They did have a child in common. The child's name was Tylee and she was 15 years old. Lori asked what had happened and I explained the situation. I provided Lori with the police case number, the office of the medical examiner's case number and telephone number. Lori stated she would let her daughter know of the death of her father. And I do wonder in that statement if Lori actually offered the information to the authorities that she hadn't spoken to Joe in two years or if that was asked. Just something that crossed my mind. Now, I remember that Lori was in Hawaii and she lived there for about two years. And Lori moved at the end of 2014 after Charles and Lori adopted JJ and they were there for a couple years. So I'd like to know more about the communication between Lori and Joe six months before and up until the day that Joseph died, as well as I'd like to know where Alex Cox was at that time as well. We know he likes to stay at Lori's house the night before something happens. He stayed at Lori's house the night before he stun gunned Joseph back in 2007, I believe it was. And also he stayed at Lori's house the night before Charles was killed. And we also know that Alex Cox was there the night that Tylee died and also when JJ died. 
Now, let's talk a little bit about cremation. With Joseph, Lori had Joseph cremated and from my understanding, no funeral services. With Charles, he was also cremated as per Lori and zero funeral services from Lori. I know they did on the Vallow side, but Lori didn't do anything. This is what Charles's ex-wife Cheryl says. Lori's family scheduled no funeral services, nothing. The Vallow family put together a memorial and Lori sent all of Charles's ashes. Kay and Larry begged Lori to have JJ there, but she didn't let him go to his own dad's funeral. They didn't even have an obituary. Cheryl goes on to say that she believes that Charles' death was 100% planned and she says that her ex-husband told people that if something happened to him, Lori was behind it. Now, let's move on to Tylee. Well, in a way, Tylee was cremated because she was burned and dismembered. So, I guess you could say a homemade cremation. And with JJ, I'm starting to wonder if it was just a case they just ran out of time. Now, let's go back to the cause of deaths and also what Chad says about Tammy. With Joseph, who died in April of 2018, he basically had a heart attack and cremated, a decision made by Lori. With Charles, he died in April 2019 with a shot to the chest and cremated, as decided by Lori. With Tammy, who died in October 2019, on a phone call with Chad and Melanie Gibb, and Lori was also on the call, Chad says to Melanie, Her heart was failing her, she was physically falling apart, and she hates doctors, and she just passed away. That's how it happened. My son Garth was right there with me the whole time. Now with Tammy, she was not cremated, but Lori didn't have a decision in that. Chad did. And just to add this in, Alex Cox cremated. And the report did say that the primary cause of death was bilateral pulmonary thromboemboli, a condition in which arteries in the lungs become blocked by blood clots. Now, when it comes to the Mormon religion and beliefs on cremation, this is not their first choice from my understanding, and it's not encouraged. And I've had many, many, many comments that talk about how cremation isn't the choice when it comes to this religion. So that's interesting, right? Next, let's just refer back to what I call the hit list or the light and dark rubric made by Chad Daybell. Joseph rated 4.3D and is sealed away. His bloodline now is dead, Tylee Ryan, at 4.1D. Charles Vallow was three light and then was rated dark and a zombie. He died. And his bloodline, JJ Vallow, turned into a zombie and ultimately dead. Joseph's lawyer in the interview was interesting. He said, Lori is the crime boss. That's how he described her. He also said that she's like a Venus flytrap. Thought that was interesting. And one more thing about Lori, she's vindictive. We know this. There's no doubt about that. She has a pattern of it. And when we take a step back and look at it from a 50-foot view, we can see in a very, very short time span in about 18 months just how much happened. This will show the pattern. You ready? April 2018, a death, Joseph Ryan. Lori didn't attend the memorial or funeral because there wasn't one. October 2018, Lori is talking about murdering Joseph in a recording. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. January 2019, she's threatening to kill Charles Vallow. Around the same time, a light and dark rubric from Chad comes by email, or as I call it, the hit list. June, a coded email plotting to kill Charles Vallow. July, a death, Charles Vallow. Lori didn't attend the funeral, and JJ wasn't allowed either. September, a death, Joseph Ryan's bloodline, Diley Ryan. Two weeks later, a death, Charles Vallow's bloodline, J.J. Vallow. October, a death attempt on Brandon Boudreau. Same week, Lori buys wedding rings and attire and bathing suits for her and Chad while Tammy Daybell is alive. Perhaps a plot to kill in the works. Same month, an attempt on Tammy Daybell's life, in my opinion, with the paintball gun that went awry. Same month, a death. Tammy Daybell. December, Tammy gets exhumed. A day later, lo and behold, another death, Alex Cox, and I don't think Lori attended as she was in Hawaii. And punishment also seems to be her theme and her pattern of behavior, doesn't it? She punishes Joe. She was complaining that she wasn't getting enough money from him and Joseph stating he overpaid her. Conveniently, He dies, and she then gets money for Tylee. Not sure if she had life insurance on him. That's still a question, but we shall find out with that one. If you know that as a fact and you can direct me to the actual evidence of that, please let me know in the comments or email me at itsacrimeandashame at gmail.com. Let's move on to punishing Charles. She punishes Charles and calls him a zombie. She threatens to kill him. She steals money, his truck, his personal belongings, right down to his underwear. She went to Texas to get his finances in order, and when she was satisfied, she moved back to Arizona, and boom, he's dead. She thought she was going to be a million dollars richer. She made a little bit of an oopsie because she didn't get the money. Let's talk about Kay and Larry Woodcock. They're punished as well. Charles gave the money of his life insurance to his sister Kay Woodcock, and when Lori finds out, she punishes them by cutting off communication with JJ and ultimately punishing them and never letting them see their grandson ever again. Let's talk about punishing both Tylee and JJ. What did they ever do to deserve that punishment? Oh yeah, nothing. But wait, to Lori, They are the bloodline of Joseph and Charles. Joseph is dark, Charles is dark. And what does Lori like to do? Punish. So Tylee and JJ were there when Charles died. Maybe Tylee was wise to Lori's antics. 
She's pretty smart, I'm sure she was, and maybe she was sick of it. And she was already coded a zombie the year before, and only recently, before JJ died, was coded dark. Maybe both of them didn't like Chad, mm, punished. It just goes on and on with her patterns. And I'm hoping that I can keep doing pattern videos. Let me know if you like when I expose these patterns. Let me know in the comments below. I want to expose these patterns because it shows that there are patterns. And then maybe law enforcement, if they're watching this, and I know some are, that they can see these patterns quicker, faster, easier, whatever it needs to be, and maybe this lines up with the data they have. My suggestion, and it's only a suggestion of course, is get the data back from, if you can, from way back when Joseph died. Get the data from Joseph, get the data from Chad even, and get the data from Alex Cox. And same with Charles Vallow because I'm sure there's a pattern there as well. If you'd like to see me do a pattern video, because there's lots of them, let me know and I'll do a dedicated one. Let's have a chit chat below. Let's talk about this. Let me know what you know in any new information. That would be very, very helpful and I really appreciate it. Subscribe if you haven't done so already. Please like and please share. Thank you so much for watching. See you soon.